So many of us walk around with low self-confidence, constantly afraid of stepping into our power. And this is especially true for sensitive people and empaths. But here's a wake-up call for you. Without self-confidence and personal power, it's impossible for us to materialize our soul's desires and our purpose here on Earth. In this video, you're going to discover where self-confidence and personal power really come from. And here's a hint, they are not mental traits. Then you're going to discover why sensitives have a really hard time with self-confidence and power. And then I'm going to share five powerful tips to help you build self-confidence and personal power quickly. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the heart alchemist here to help you open your heart, heal your past and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell. So you get notified as soon as I publish new content. And don't forget to follow me over on Instagram where I share weekly tips that you won't find here on YouTube. On to part one of the video, the spiritual perspective on self-confidence and personal power. <laughs> so there's a lot of information out there on self-confidence and power, but it's usually talking about just the mind. Okay. So out there in the mainstream, self-confidence and personal power are considered mental traits. All right. But if you know me in my videos enough by now, you know, we're going to go way deeper than psychology. We're going to go into the spiritual and energy perspective of self-confidence and, and personal power, because if you don't understand the energy component, you're never going to authentically be able to step into self-confidence and power. It's always going to seem like a bravado or a mask or a superficial self-confidence. If you're only working on it from a mind perspective, because it's not only a mind characteristic it goes, it goes way deeper than that. All right. So we're going to go into that in, in this video, in this part of the video, but first First, I just want to define self-confidence and personal power. So we're all on the same page. Okay. So self-confidence is when you accept and trust yourself and believe in your own abilities and skills. Okay. So that's generally what self-confidence means on the personal power front, personal power from a general perspective means, um, is your ability to influence on a variety of levels. So personal power is generally seen as sort of a mental toughness, but I want to leave a ding ding. I want to leave a side note here. I'm going to leave a side note about personal power. I want to get this out of the way because sometimes, especially in spiritual circles, it's really hard to talk about power because power has been so distorted and misused in the world in general that we've totally lost the understanding of what authentic power really means. Okay. So Power is generally considered, um, kind of a synonym of aggression, or, um, when you exert power, it usually means that you're going to be trampling on top of someone, or it means that someone else is going to lose and you're going to gain. Okay. So there's, there's this misunderstanding of what power means because it's been distorted on the planet for so long. Okay. So if you feel uncomfortable, just talking about power, it's time to clean it up. Okay. Because there's nothing negative about authentic power, misused power, distorted power. Yes, that can create a lot of problems and chaos and destruction, but authentic power does not. So I want to give a little extra, a little bit of an extra definition on what power means. So you have this understanding and you're not afraid of coming into your power and using it. All right. So here's the extra definition of power. 
Power is when you stand in your own truth, no matter what, okay? You stand in your own truth, in your soul's truth, when you stand in your soul's truth, no matter what, all right? Now notice this definition. If you, if you really read this definition and understand it, you'll see that in this definition, my soul truth, the soul's truth, is something that's very pure. I'm never going to trample on top of anyone. I'm never going to be aggressive. I'm never going to hurt anyone out there when I step in my power. You see, so power in its purest form is non-aggressive and it has nothing to do with me standing above other people or me manipulating other people or, or situations. Okay. That's not authentic power. So I hope this extra definition has kind of put us on the same page and put us in, uh, at ease with power because it's something that you're going to need to come into to fulfill your mission on the planet. Okay. Now on to the spiritual perspective of self-confidence and personal power. So we got to go deep into this because if you don't understand this, you will, you'll never be able to authentically be self-confident and powerful. Okay. So even though self-confidence and power are considered mind traits in the mainstream, they really don't start in the mind. Okay. <laughs> they start much deeper than the mind, much before the mind. Actually, they start in your energy system. All right. And if you're not familiar with your energy system. Here's an image of it. Your energy system has many, many components. I'm not going to get into all of them, but of importance for this conversation, just so you get a general view on your energy system, what I'm talking about when I'm, when I say energy system, your energy system is composed of things like your aura, which is that bubble that surrounds your body. It's composed of your chakras. There are seven main ones. There are a lot more, but there are seven main ones just for the purpose of this conversation seven main chakra centers. These are powerful energy centers that move along your spine up and down the body. You also have meridians. Uh, these are also energy. Um, these are little, little energy, uh, roads or highways that move energy back and forth in your body. Okay. So these are some of the general components of your energy system and self-confidence and personal power. They start here in the energy system. All right. Your energy system is responsible for interpreting and processing the outside world, interpreting and processing the non-physical world. Okay. And this interpretation starts way before your mind comes online and gets more complex. And, and I'll give you an example of this. So a baby, baby may, may look that they're just like, they're just sucking on their thumb and they're doing nothing. They're just new doing nothing. Their mind definitely isn't the complex thought processes. They're not able to do that when they're a little baby, but their energy system is already working. It's already online and it's already processing, receiving and storing information in this various chakra centers. So you see the mind is really, really premature early on in a person's life, but yet the energy system is already working, which means that the seeds of self-confidence, confidence, and personal power are already in the energy system before the mind starts to tell stories about it. Okay. So this is, this is one of the things that's really important for you to remember is that self-confidence and personal power as pretty much everything else starts in your energy system in the non-physical parts of you. And only then does it go into the mind or the brain. 
So the way it works is that your energy system will initially process, store, uh, interpret information, non-physical information. And then what happens is your brain and mind will then become interpreters of what they are receiving from the energy centers. Okay. So you see how the mind comes after the energy part, after this energy part has already stored it, interpreted a ton of information. So here's a little bit of a, uh, here's a little bit of a graphic on how this works. So in, in, in the first part, Part, it's your energy system that's working and already interpreting information. Your aura, your chakras, your meridians are already moving around and processing information way before the mind comes online. And then the mind starts to come online and that's where it starts to interpret the energy and the information that it's receiving from the energy system. And it turns that interpretation into thoughts, beliefs, and stories. Okay. And you see, you see how, how this is an issue then, because when we're talking just about the mind as self-confidence and personal power, just being a mind issue, we're missing point one, which is the energy system. All right. And then when when the mind starts to create beliefs and thoughts around uh, the ideas of personal power and self-confidence, it then takes those, those beliefs and those thoughts then influence the energy system. All right. So this is a closed loop you see, but the point is the beginning of this closed loop is the energy system. Then it goes to the mind and then the mind stories and beliefs will then influence the, the energy system for sure. So so if you have really empowering thoughts or beliefs, your energy system will expand. If you have disempowering thoughts and beliefs about yourself, your energy system will contract. So the mind does have great influence over the energy system. There's no doubt about that at all. But what I wanted to bring up in this loop is for you to see that point one of the loop is the interpretation of the energy system first, and then the mind comes online. So this is all to say that if you have initial wounding in your energy system or in your chakras that pertain to powerlessness, or they pertain to a wounding around self-confidence, if those seeds are already contained within your energy system, then you see, you can't really come into self-confidence and personal power until you clean that up, no matter how much mindset work you do. All right. So I wanted to get this out of the way. So you really start to understand that self-confidence and personal power, the work of building self-confidence and personal power starts on a spiritual perspective and an energy perspective first. Now into part two of the video, why sensitives can have issues with self-confidence and personal power. <laughs> now this, this really is an issue. I've, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds, almost close to thousands of clients by now. And this is a huge issue with sensitives and empaths is problems with self-confidence and personal power. And I'm going to give you four main reasons that I found over the years, four main reasons for why sensitives have such issues with personal power and confidence. The first reason is an ungrounded or weak first chakra. <laughs> Now this is an issue. The, the root chakra it's, 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 they're all important chakras, but the root chakra is literally the foundation of the entire system. It's a chakra that's poo pooed a lot in spirituality. 
It's a chakra that's ignored because everybody wants to be up here in the third eye and doing all these spiritual things. And so the first chakra, the lower chakras are very poo-pooed in general, but this first chakra is foundational. If you have an ungrounded or a weak first chakra, then the entire system, the other chakras will build themselves on top of that foundation. All right. And so when it comes to self-confidence and personal power, the problems start in this first chakra. So I'll give you an example of what this looks like. Let's say, you know, imagine a little girl. Okay. She's a sensitive little girl and you know, she's sensitive. She's an empath, but she has really, really, um, strict or unloving parents. Okay. And so let's say that then the parents start to reprimand her a lot. They may even beat her, uh, but they may reprimand her a lot. They may put her down. They may shame her a lot with things like, you know, you are a bad girl. You did this. You no, 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 you shouldn't have done this. You're a horrible little girl. So all of these, all of these conversations, these projections that this sensitive little girl starts to receive early on, this all goes into the first chakra, which is your tribal chakra. This is where all early childhood programming is located. And so the moment that this little girl is either abused, beaten, or put down or reprimanded all the time or told she's a bad girl, the more that, that the outside world reinforces, the more she will start to have wounding in this first chakra. It will be thrown out of balance. It will become ungrounded and weak. All right. Your first chakra is your chakra of safety and survival. So when you feel unsafe as a small child, this first chakra can be thrown off when it comes to the wounds of self-confidence and personal power, they start here because the little girl, when she's put down over and over and over, whether it's verbally or, or physically, she's going to start to believe that she is a bad girl. Okay. She's going to start to believe that there's something actually wrong with her and that wound, there's something wrong with me, or I'm a bad girl. That wound is going to lodge itself in the first chakra. And now look at it this way. If I have a wound in my first chakra where my first chakra is constantly saying I'm a bad girl, or there's something wrong with me. Do you think I can develop self-confidence and personal power on top of a primordial wound like that? No. <laughs> so you see first chakra issues that happen early on in my childhood. These are going to be the issues that start the problems with self-confidence and personal power. Okay. So this is the first reason an ungrounded or weak first chakra. The second reason is an imbalanced or weak third chakra. <laughs> okay. So this kind of follows from the, from the previous reason before, once that first chakra is wounded or weak, or it has the seeds of wounding that, that talk about the, for instance, using the example of the little girl, once that little girl believes that there's something wrong with her, that she's bad then as the other chakras develop, the other chakras develop over time. They don't all come online when you're born. They develop sequentially according to your age. And so if my first chakra has that wounding, then by the time the other chakras start to develop, when I get to the third chakra, the third chakra is my solar plexus. This is my, this is my center for personal power and will. This is where personal power comes from is in this third chakra, this solar plexus. This is a real powerful chakra. But again, just like all the other chakras, the third chakra is built on top of the foundation of the first one. 
So if I have this wounding, like that little girl had that wounding, she was bad, that there was something wrong with her. She's then, when, when her, the consciousness of the third chakra then comes online, it's going to start interpreting information from the first one, and it's going to build an entire identity and sense of power or powerlessness around the information that the first chakra is feeding up to the third one. Okay. And so this little girl continuing on the example of the little girl, this little girl may grow up to be really feel really powerless because she thinks she's a bad person. So she may grow up to be really, really powerless and afraid of the world and afraid of doing anything out in the world, or she may overcompensate and she may actually develop a really aggressive personality where she walks over other people and she's aggressive towards others as a way of kind of making herself feel bigger or better because that first chakra was feeding information that she was a bad person, you see? So a variety of different things can happen in this third chakra. When the person starts to develop a sense of identity, your solar plexus is where you develop a sense of identity separate from the world. It's your, it's your chakra of individuality from the world. Okay. And so all kinds of things can happen in this first chakra. It can become unbalanced or weak precisely because it's receiving this information from the first chakra, right? So this is the second reason why we can have, uh, empaths or sensitives can have problems with self-confidence and personal power in this. It's, it's this, this solar plexus is, it can also be an issue. The third reason is that empaths and sensitives learn to shut down. <laughs> This is a huge problem because when we're sensitive as children, if we face any kind of pain on the out from the outside world, we generally, we don't know what to do. We can't run away. We can't run away from our parents or our family. If it's toxic or if there's any kind of pain going on, we can't run away. We can't fight. So usually these are the two initial emergency responses are fight or flight. But when I'm a little kid, I can't fight and I can't run away. So generally what happens is sensitives learn to shut down down or freeze. Um, that's, that's another, uh, coping mechanism for pain for when I'm uh, experiencing pain. So they learn to shut down when they're experiencing pain. And then later on that shutting down goes into running away. So this is a huge problem with sensitives. Sensitives will learn to run away when things get hot. So if they're in a physical space and they don't like the energy, they start to freak out and they go home, they isolate themselves. All right. So this shutting down or running away, this is a pesky behavior that sensitives create early on in their lives as a response to trauma or to pain that they're sensing in their physical environment that they can't control. They learn to shut down and run away. Well, this is, this presents a huge issue for self-confidence and personal power later on in life, because if I'm constantly shutting down and running away, what I'm doing is my energy system keeps contracting. It keeps becoming weaker. The more I run from the situations of life, the weaker my energy system gets. And so it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. The more the person runs away later on when they're, when they're adults. So you see this, this shutting down and running away, it presents a huge problem later on. And it's another reason why sensitives so often have issues with self-confidence and personal power. Cause I can't come into my power. If I'm running away from life all the time, you see, I can't be confident in myself if I'm running away or shutting down all the time. So this is the third main reason why sensitives have issues with personal power and self-confidence.
The fourth reason is past life wounding. This is so common, so common. So I want to talk about it here. A lot of times we think that our wounds, that our major wounds, they come just from our childhood or our, our, our current life, but that's rarely the case. A lot of times we carry wounding from other lifetimes. And when it comes to self-confidence and personal power, it's quite common for empaths or sensitives to carry these wounds from different lifetimes. And then they play out in your energy system. They're literally lodged in your energy system in these lower chakras as soon as you're born, because you bring this with you from past lives. And this is really common around the issue of personal power, especially with sensitives or light workers that have tried to come into their power or were confident in past lives and things went bad. <laughs> things went sour. Okay. So think, um, think a woman that tried to come into her power in past times and she was considered a witch and burned at the stake. Okay. So just think about this as one example in past lives, especially for women or for sensitives, it was actually really dangerous to come into your power and to be self-confident because really horrible things could happen to you. And so that wounding could then be carried into this lifetime so that when you're born, you're already born with these wounds, with these wounds in your chakras. So they have to be cleaned up. I want to leave a little side note here to add to the complexity of this, but it'll also add to your understanding to see just how powerful these wounds can be. There's a particular aspect of wounding around personal power that involves vows and that makes the wounding even stronger. So I'll give you an example of this. Let's go back to the example of the woman who tried to come into her power in a past life and she was considered a witch and she was burned alive. Okay. In these moments, especially for sensitives, I mean, imagine a sensitive or an empath going through torture or trauma in a past life. It was just, this is such a deep wounding that's carried over lifetimes. And so imagine this, the woman is literally burning to death. And one of her last thoughts in that lifetime is she vows, whether in her mind or out loud, she vows, I will never again come into my power. This is very common. This is a vow. Okay. And when you speak these words, when you vow, especially when there's a strong emotion behind it, that energy is so strong that it will carry forward to past lives. So if that was her last experience, she was literally being killed. And the last thing she thought was, I will never again come into my power. You could see this wounding then comes into this lifetime. It's already lodged in her lower chakras. And so she will be terrified of coming into her power sometimes without even knowing why. And I've worked with so many clients who had these vows and these wounds. I had them in my own life. I had to clear them out too. So this is something to pay attention to the past life wounding past life imprints pertaining to power and confidence, and especially past life imprints that involved any instance in which you made really heavy vows. And those things have to be worked out, you know, in this lifetime now. Okay. So those are the four reasons why sensitives can have issues with self-confidence and personal power. Now to part three of the video, how to build self-confidence and personal power. <laughs> so I'm going to share five really powerful tips. Three of those tips are energy or spiritual tips. And two of those tips are mindset or mental tips. Okay. Cause you already know if you've been watching the video up until now, you know, that, that self-confidence and personal power, they're both spiritual characteristics and mental characteristics. There are two components going on of these two features. All right. So let's go through these five tips. The first three of which are, uh, energy related. 
The first tip is to ground and strengthen your first chakra. <laughs> that's, that's the foundation of everything, right? If this first chakra is the foundation of my entire energy system, and if this chakra, it houses all of my early childhood experiences, ancestry, family beliefs, all of this stuff. If it houses all of that early childhood information, if it's the first chakra to come online, then for me to actually work on self-confidence and personal power, I have to start at the root and I've got to clean it up first. Okay. So ground and strengthen this first chakra. You got to go into this first chakra, clean out all the beliefs that were projected onto you by your family. So for instance, using the example of the little girl who was constantly put down and shamed by her parents, she's got to clean that out from her first chakra and clean out that chakra, no longer accept those projections from her parents. They're not hers. So she needs to clean that out. All right. So, so this first chakra clearing and, and strengthening is really important. It's the first tip because it's the most important. You need to start here because it's the foundation of everything. All right. When you're doing first chakra work and strengthening, really first chakra is all about the body. Okay. The first chakra is the most embodied of all chakras. So when you're working on the first chakra, you're working on the body. There's a lot of body work, uh, uh, dancing, marching, working with your feet, pounding your feet on the ground. The first chakra governs your skeletal system, especially with a special importance to the legs and feet. Um, and your immune system also. So when you're working on, on the first chakra, it involves a lot of, of body work. Okay. I'm not going to get too deep on how to do first chakra work because I've talked about that in two separate videos. I'm going to leave those two videos here. One's on the inner child and it's going to go deep into the first chakra. The other one is on how to use feminine energy because you can't really work on the first chakra without understanding and coming into your feminine energy, the feminine energy and first chakra, they kind of go hand in hand. So I'm going to leave those two videos. I'm going to leave links to those two videos. If you want to go deeper into how to do this first chakra work to get it cleared up, go into these videos after watching this one. The second tip is to strengthen your third chakra. You knew I was going to say this, right? <laughs> if you've been paying attention to what I've been talking about in the video, you knew this was coming. So this solar plexus, this is the second tip and it's, it's, I'm doing these, this in sequence, uh, in order of importance and in order of, of operation. So you start with the first one and then you go up to the third one because the third one developed its sense of identity from the energy it was interpreting from the first chakra. So you clean up the first chakra and then you go up to your solar plexus. And this is where you really start to step into your power. You start to work on that, on that sense of power, on your sense of identity, on the beliefs that you have about yourself on, on how you see yourself separate from the world, how you see yourself in the world. Okay. So this third chakra is really important. The third chakra is a bit different from, I see it a bit differently and I work with it differently from the other chakras. This third chakra is very similar to a muscle. I view it like a muscle. It works like a muscle. So in order to strengthen your third chakra, you have to exercise it. <laughs> you have to exercise it. All right. This third chakra, it cannot be developed by just sitting in meditation all day long and saying, I strengthen my third chakra. I strengthen my third chakra. It doesn't work that way. This chakra needs to be exercised, meaning 
it needs to be exposed to the real world. And that's how it comes into, that's how it comes into its strength. All right. I'm not going to go deep into that. I did I shot a video on this, so I'm going to leave that video here on how you can strengthen this third chakra. I go deep in that video. So if you want techniques on how to come into your personal power and how to work with the third chakra, watch that video after this one. The third energy tip is past life healing. So I was talking about how past life imprints can really, really affect you in this life. And so that needs to be healed. That needs to be cleaned up too. As long as these past life imprints are stuck in these lower chakras, it's going to be practically impossible for you to come into full self-confidence and personal power because those wounds will constantly be weakening your energy system. All right. Of particular importance when doing the healing of past life imprints is to pay attention to those vows. Okay. Ding, ding. <laughs> Pay attention to the vows. So when you're going into past life imprints, when you're learning how to work with these past life imprints and healing them, pay particular attention. If you have made any vows in past lives having to do with your power. So if you made vows to never come into your power again, this is quite, quite common with sensitives. Okay. And with light workers. So when you're exploring your past life issues and past life healing around personal power and self-confidence, make sure to, to see if you can discover any vows that you may have made because you want to reverse those vows. All right. And you can reverse a vow very easily in this new energy. You just find out what the vow was, and then you write out a decree or, or a prayer. You do a little ceremony. It could be a meditation or a ceremony. You can burn some incense. It could be something really simple, or it could be an elaborate ceremony if you want to make it. So I love ceremony. I love working with ceremony, but the point is the same. You're just going to write something down and it could be something as simple as saying, I revoke this vow. You see, that's a really strong wording. I revoke this vow or I terminate this vow having to do with my power. So you're going to revoke or terminate the vow. And then you're going to say something different to kind of reprogram the system. So you can say something like, I revoke this, this vow of not wanting to come into my power in this lifetime. I am meant to come into my power to exert self-confidence so I can accomplish or fulfill my mission on earth. You see, so you revoke the vow first and then you make a commitment or, and then you make a, a statement on what you actually want to do in this lifetime. That'll erase the vow pretty quickly. Okay. Now to go deeper on how to discover past life imprints that you may have around self-confidence or personal power or any past life imprints that may be affecting you now. I, I have, I did a series of two videos on reincarnation, how to work with past life wounds. Um, I'm going to leave links to, to that playlist so you can go into reincarnation and past lives and how to heal those, those past life wounds after watching this video. Okay. Now the last two tips in this five tip list are going to be mindset tips. All right. So they're going to be related to the mind. As we discussed previously, the energy or spiritual part is the foundation of self-confidence and personal power, but the mind is also powerful in influencing the system. If you remember that loop that I, that I, that we talked about previously in the video. Okay. So these next, these last two tips are going to be mindset tips. Tip number four is affirmations and mantras. <laughs> I love to work with affirmations. I love to work with mantras, but 
Here's the pro tip that I wanted to leave here. I love to work with affirmations after doing the energy part, ding, ding. <laughs> and now you can see why. And now you can understand better why people have, so many people have trouble with affirmations and mantras and they come to me and they say, affirmations don't work. I keep affirming the same thing over and over again and it never happens. <laughs> A lot of people have problems with affirmations and it's precisely, you can see why now, right? Because if there's an energy imbalance underneath the mind or the brain complex, if there's an energy imbalance there, you can repeat in front of the mirror. I am powerful. I am powerful. I am powerful. You could do this, uh, this affirmation a thousand times in front of a mirror. Are you going to, are you going to actually come into your power? No, because the wounding in those lower chakras, if you have power wounding in those lower chakras, it doesn't matter how many times you repeat, I'm powerful. If the energy wounding is there, it will always override the mind because it's more powerful. Okay. So in this tip, when you're working with affirmations and mantras, the pro tip is to do it at, do your energy work first and then start working with affirmations and mantras. Okay. And I already gave a, another extra pro tip that I want to leave here too, but I want to, I want to emphasize it. When you're doing affirmation work, doing it in front of the mirror, that's the pro tip, another pro tip, doing it in front of the mirror really reinforces the energy. Okay. And what kind of affirmations or mantras are we talking about? Well, I want you to design your own because it, the work becomes much more powerful when we write our own affirmations and our own mantras, but I'll give you some examples to kind of help you out in understanding what kind of affirmations we're looking at or we're looking for. Okay. So let's say that you have a wounding around, uh, you know, let's say you, you just healed a past life wound where you didn't want to come into your power because you had really bad consequences happen to you in a past life. Okay. So it could be something as simple as saying the affirmation, I am powerful. I am powerful. But now that you've done the energy work, this mantra, this affirmation is really going to affect your mind because now the energy work is done. So now everything can change. So it could be something as simple as I am powerful. It could be an affirmation. Like I am an eternal and powerful soul. <laughs> it could be that it could be, um, I am confident in my abilities. I believe and trust myself. I believe in myself. I know that I'm powerful. I know that I've come with great purpose to this planet. You see the list can go on and on and on and on, but you see how these affirmations are very empowering. And when you start to see this in front of the mirror, looking back at yourself, looking in your eyes, cause you can see your soul through your eyes. When you're, when you're doing this kind of mirror work and this kind of affirmation work, the energy shifts are going to be really quickly. And your mind will literally rewire your brain will rewire itself because now you can do this work because there's no wounding down there to influence it. Okay. So this works really, really well. Affirmation and mantra work work really well when you've done the initial energy work. Tip number five is to challenge your fears. <laughs> this one's a big one. All right. This is a big one because we, especially with sensitives and empaths, because when we learn to shut down or run away, when life gets uncomfortable or energy gets uncomfortable, or we feel something uncomfortable, when we learn to do that, we develop a sense of powerlessness and a lack of self-confidence. But then what ends up happening too is 
We develop a ton of fears, so many fears. And since we're used to running away, when we feel fear, we run away more. And so what ends up happening is when I let my fears control me, when I let fear control me, my energy system keeps contracting and it gets smaller and weaker and smaller and weaker. Okay. And so in this tip, challenge your fears. When you challenge your fears, your energy system will expand almost immediately. This has happened to me so many times. And I could tell you with a hundred percent certainty that your energy system will literally expand on the spot. When you challenge a fear at every single turning point, I've challenged fears uh, pretty much my whole life, but especially after my spiritual awakening, When I had a fear, when the universe was saying, go this way. And I was like, holy crap, I don't want to go that way. I'm so scared. (laughs) There's a cliff. I don't want to jump off that cliff. Are you crazy universe? But when I did it, when I felt the fear, but then stepped in the direction of my soul's guidance and my intuition, when I did it, I would step in, there would be so much fear. But as soon as I took the step, boom. I felt an instant expansion of my energy system. And then once I walked through that fear, I felt stronger. I felt more powerful. I felt more self-confident. So when you learn to challenge your fears and step right through them, your energy system will start to expand and you will pretty quickly come into higher states of power and self-confidence. Now over to you. Do you have issues with self-confidence and personal power? Let me know in the comments below. Click here to subscribe to my channel or head over to my website and download my popular guided meditations. And as for the extra videos, start here with these two because they're first chakra work. So the inner child and the feminine energy video start there. uh, If you want to continue on all of these tips that I talked about in this video. All right, beautiful soul. I love you. I'm out.